Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two, Fantasy Sports Today game day. Happy to have you listening. On TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio on the Fantasy Sports Radio app. And on a variety of terrestrial radio stations across the country. So thanks for joining us. It's Mike Blewett, Scott Engel, and Jim Day. You know, guys, just to kick it off before we get over to wide receivers, we can do we can go back to running backs too if we need to, but wide receivers we'll get to in a minute. And I'll give you some pieces of news before we get to it. But I wanted to talk about the trade deadline with you guys. So let me give you the pieces of news first. Uh, Adam Schefter. Any and Rappaport, I think, are both reporting. Khalil Mack not expected to play today for the Bears. So for those of you rolling the Bears defense out there, picking the Bears in DFS, which they're very expensive relative to the rest of the field, you have to consider that. No Khalil Mack. Um, both starting tackles are out this week for Baltimore. I mentioned that. Kenny Stills not expected to play. Randall Cobb is expected to play tonight. So a few more notes. Uh, Antonio Callaway... And Rashard Higgins expected to play. Callaway's been banged up. See another one. Chris Carson. Seahawks are optimistic about Chris Carson. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence. They, they, were, they were optimistic. Yeah. And then overnight it changed to game time decision. So, anyway, so that's. Well, they're reporting again this morning. They're optimistic. So, so they're once knows? again optimistic. It's so. very hard to count on. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Pete <laughs> Carroll's always optimistic. Uh, yeah. I have him in a dynasty yeah, that, league where I have true. him in the starting lineup. Yeah. So. Okay, so just, do you have Mike Davis behind him? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I don't. It's a it's that dynasty league that you and I were in for years. Like it's forty five man rosters. Even, like guys even, like that. Even if Carson up. plays, I think Davis, you know, can be a, a big part of what they do there. Sneak. Yeah, you no, know, he's. Yep, I agree. He, he's, That's he's, what I was going to get to. They've, they've shared carries, but the one thing I don't want to digress too much, though. But it's really good to be good back in Studio Thirty Four. Yeah. But for those who you know don't see this. Uh, Mike Blue, it's the consummate professional. He comes with a folder and about fifty printouts. He he looks like the CEO of Kinkos right now. I, I don't like to look at I don't like to look at my computer as I look at my I like to look at my computer as little as I can. Yeah, because I get used to the lineup block live show, which is on camera. So I don't want I, I still have to look down at paper, but it's better than searching around different tabs in my computer. So. I have to try to organize it as best as possible. I probably, uh, people might think I'm psycho when they see it, but it's just how I I, I, I see it as, as well prepared. Well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah. it. I, I, I appreciate your work ethic as well. So thank you for the compliment. But 
Um, let's talk well, about what the about just freaking chopped liver over uh, you're here? The man, exactly. Jim. You're the man. <laughs> so chopped steak. Let's talk about. I'll throw it to you first, Jim. Trade deadline. We obviously had a whole bunch of trades that happened. They started all the way back in the preseason, so you can include those if you like. Giants ditched a couple of guys there late. You had Carlos Hyde, you had Apple, Damon Harrison, and then uh, obviously the bigger ones. Demarius Thomas goes. Golden Tate goes. You don't get to use Golden Tate this week because the Eagles are on a bye. But do you feel like anybody's come out a winner? The Raiders are terrible. We get it. But they have five first-round picks over the next two years. Um. The Broncos felt like Cortland Sutton. They obviously felt like Cortland Sutton was ready to take a leap, but does it matter with Keenum playing the way he's playing? Uh, and then the Texans dress an, address an immediate need. They lose Will Fuller days later. Boom. Demarius Thomas comes in. I actually think it's a pretty good spot for him, even though it's a difficult transition in the middle of the year. So I set up a lot there for you. Commentary on who you think maybe won, didn't, should have reacted and didn't. Well, you know, out of all these trades, I actually think that the Cooper trade was the best um, going to Dallas. Look, they needed a true number one wide receiver. And while I'm not the hugest uh, Cooper fan, he he definitely steps up, in my opinion, there in quarterback play. I think he gets a better quarterback now. Um, Dak Prescott has been playing better the last few weeks after a very slow start. I think this opens up the offense even more, helps Ezekiel Elliott out. Uh, You know, it should help out whoever takes over that number two spot, whether it be Alan Hearns or uh, Michael Gallup. It it should just free up this offense to do a little more because defenses are going to have to respect Cooper like they really haven't had to respect any of the other wide receivers. Uh, And again, I'm not the hugest Amari Cooper fan, but I just think he opens up this field for this Dallas offense, and I like him moving forward. You know, Demarius Thomas just hasn't looked the same this year. And, you know, while some of that is definitely on Keenum, some of that's on Thomas, too. He doesn't seem to be creating the same kind of separation he has in years past. Maybe the change of scenery will do him good. You know, going to Houston, going to Deshaun Watson, definitely an uptick in quarterback play. Uh, Kiki Kute out again so that, you know, Thomas is – going to start today i uh, just have to worry about how much of the playbook he knows by now cooper has him that way because he's had an extra week uh golden tate to the eagles is one i really like they love using their slot receiver a ton and you know tate is definitely an uptick over both aguilar or jordan matthews and i expect him to do very well in that offense i think these trades were good but you know the, the big underdog here might be uh ty montgomery uh, I'm not sure we see a lot of him this week, but going forward, I, I think he takes over for Buck Allen in that change of pace role and does pretty well. He, he's definitely a more exciting back than Buck Allen is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying in on this Montgomery thing. I think this this may hurt Alex Collins a little bit. Uh, I look. I love Alex Collins. He runs like his hair is on fire. Uh, he's got good vision. He's got very quick feet. Uh, he's not afraid to, uh, you know, push a defender at the point of attack. Got had good cutback moves, but uh, I think once in like the last five games, they've given him more than 11 carries. They do like Buck Allen in a certain role. I think this makes it this a pure three-man backfield by committee because Ty Montgomery is that phys- big physical presence that they haven't had. I don't believe he takes much away, too much away from Buck Allen. I think this muddies the waters. Fantasy-wise, uh, I think Alex Collins will still be the goal line back. 
but he's way too touchdown dependent. You know, this is, I think from a pure football perspective, the coaching staff says, okay, here's three guys that we can give you different looks with, and they like that, but we don't like it for fantasy purposes. Uh, I think that's fair. I, I, I'm with you I, on the Ty Montgomery thing. I, I think he maybe adds some from an NFL standpoint, from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah. It probably hurts more than anything else. It, it, could he be more valuable than Buck Allen? Yeah, but that's not that great. That's not a great look overall anyway, uh, to your point about touchdown dependency on all of their backs, really, because of the, the manner in which they shared the ball. So I would be really I, – I do think the Demarius Thomas thing is very interesting. It might be a difficult transition in the middle of the year, but it's really rare when a team loses a player like Will Fuller who, despite all his injuries, is obviously explosive and then immediately replaces it with a guy who's – potentially going to the Hall of Fame. You know, like right. Demarius Thomas yeah, well, is a very good addition. He's not the same, exactly the same type of player, certainly not, but I think it really does help to not have DeAndre Hopkins. It sort of doesn't matter. He can get doubled, and it, it he. what's amazing about DeAndre Hopkins is the amount of snaps that he's running. He's run the highest percentage of snaps in the whole league um, amongst flex position play, amongst uh, skill position players. So... Um, uh, it, it has to help Hopkins on some level. Just don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Before Hopkins, it was Andre Johnson. The Houston Texans were, were searching so long and war, far and wide. You know, it's like we've been through the Kevin Walters and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, always looking for like a number two receiver. And, you know, they finally get in Will Fuller on a string of 10 consecutive games playing with Hopkins with a touchdown. But some guys are just more injury prone than others. Yeah. It's just it's DNA. You know, football's a violent physical game where anybody can get hurt at any time. But some guys are just more injury prone than others. That's the unfortunate thing with Will Fuller out for the season. The one thing they get with Demarius Thomas is he commands defensive respect on the other side. And that will help DeAndre Hopkins. I agree. And that'll also help in terms of the locker room if you play in a dynasty league for a guy like Kiki QT to be learning and taking under the wing. But guys like Demarius Thomas and he's DeAndre guy Hopkins, can't get on the field. you have to like you have to like his future. It's amazing though. He's another guy that can't get on the field. Oh. The bummer about Fuller is that the man, his style of play, having an ACL injury, and that can affect him well into next season too. Because yeah. it happened right in the middle of the He's year. always getting hurt. So, I know. And it's a bummer because I thought he was a great player coming out of Notre Dame. I liked him best of those, that trio of first-round picks there. That was like the Josh Docks and He's got, He's got incredible sec- separation gear. It's almost like akin to like a young Joey Galloway. So, uh, okay. So, Jim, I'm also with you on Wait, Golden uh, Tate. Uh, uh, go ahead. So, go ahead. Jump in. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you guys a question. Am I being too cute? Uh, I'm, one of the things I'm floating this week in, and I'm trying some tournament tournament uh, lineups is floating is putting Ryan Griffin in at tight end. He's back this week with Demarius Thomas there, not having a full playbook. I expect Ryan Griffin to be a, a, you know a, a huge part of this offense over the middle. Am I just being nuts here? I, I think I think I see where you're coming from, Jim, and I know. How your mind works, you know, being a you know fantasy analyst and everything. I just, you know, like I always say, it's tired, but it's true. Opportunity doesn't always lead to production. I'm digging deep in tight end in two leagues. I have Chris Herndon in the Jets. He scored in three consecutive games. The Dolphins have allowed five passing touchdowns to tight ends. Nobody's allowed more, and I really like Hayden Hurst against the Steelers. 
Hayden Hurst is, is, takes a ton of snaps. Too. So you're He's telling like, me I'm crazy? I'm telling you, there's. I'm being tactful and telling you there's better options out there. If you think <laughs> what about Jordan Thomas? I, I, I would even go with Michael Roberts Jim? before I would go with Ryan Griffin. What about Jordan Thomas? Last time out, guy had two touchdown passes. Catches. Yeah, and the week before that, Michael Roberts had two touchdown exactly. catches. Did nothing they, last they, week. They, they um, don't, yeah. but, but he had. He had Ryan like two Griffin or three is their starter. Now. Yeah, they, they had two or three chances when when the Lions get within the five yard line, they put Michael Roberts in there and they look for him. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let, let's. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't commenting on Roberts per se. I was more commenting on, you know, the fact that I, I think Ryan Griffin is. Houston starting tight end. Yeah, I, I would play I, him. Over. Yeah, but I think you it's know, absolutely. Gresham was Arizona starting. I think it's absolutely end. justifiable what what Jim <laughs> is saying because, <laughs> excuse me, it's a lot to ask to have Demarius Thomas come in and just make an immediate impact. So uh, perhaps Ryan Griffin is part of the passing offense today against Denver. So uh, let's get into the wide receivers. Top projected player once again. Adam Thielen, very high projection today against the Lions. Oh, he's a bum. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins uh, comes in. <laughs> a bum, you're a tomato. We spent a lot of time talking about him so far. DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown comes in at number three. Devontae Adams at number four, going up against New England tonight. Michael Thomas at five. Tyreek Hill at number six. Robert Woods at seven. Highest projected Rams wide receiver again. Julio Jones at number eight. Cooper Cup at nine. Brandon Cooks at 10, Mike Evans 11, Jarvis Landry 12. Jarvis Landry, a really good secondary value in DFS. You know what, guy, it pops out to me, and I feel like every once in a while we start to forget about him, and then he's in a game where both Jim, both you and I think there's going to be some points, is Julio at number eight. And he hasn't scored a touchdown, and he's got 800 receiving yards, but people, there always seems to be a point in the season every year where people are like, yeah, Julio's great and all, but you know I, I need some touchdowns. Well, how about today in a match in a matchup at Washington where we think there's going to be some points? So, uh, Scott has him probably appropriately ranked at eight, but maybe this is the big Julio week. Last week, remember last year he had that fifty point fantasy game. Maybe this is that type of game today for Julio. Well, it's definitely possible. Like I said, the Washington's defense has been on a, a trend downward, uh, especially against the passing game. So, it, you know, th- if he's going to do it, this might very well be the pick in a game that, you know, Atlanta is fighting to keep in because they want to stay in the playoff hunt. Um, it, You know, it's going to happen. And I think it'd be better for everybody all around if it happens today so we could stop freaking talking about the fact that he has no touchdowns. Scott's shaking his um, head, man Jim. He's still on so. pace for 1,500 yards. That's <laughs> right. People take him for granted. I mean, you don't take the yardage for granted. I mean, obviously, I'm ranked in the top 10. But, you the know, best wide receivers but, I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, but, you know. There's, oh, there's, yeah, I'm not talking three, about you, Scott, but there's still people. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Go there, ahead. There's three things that are certainties in, in life right now. Death, taxes, and Julio Jones. Not getting in the end zone. Now, Washington is fourth in terms of passing touchdowns allowed. They've only given up 11. And I think it would take 10 years for Julio Jones right now to score 11 touchdowns. Now, look, tremendously talented wide receiver. But, look, Matt Ryan, some some quarterbacks are not comfortable throwing the 50-50 ball, you know, the, the especially in the end zone. And Matt Ryan, it just it doesn't happen 
with Julio Jones. They get in the red zone and just like they don't connect, especially because he doesn't throw that 50-50 ball. So, look, take what you can get with Julio Jones. I'm not complaining about the 11 catches for bit. 140 yards that you bit. might get today. But, you know, the guy, <laughs> look, look, I, I may sound a little old like this, but Julio Jones is the Beavis of fantasy football wide receivers. He never scores. <laughs> <laughs> now wait. Now the only thing I'm going to add to that, <laughs> the only thing I'll, I'll add to that Take is, me a minute. you know, the, half the time at the goal line, he's not even in the play. Yeah. he's on the sideline, and and to to me that's just ridiculous. Uh, I I agree. It, you know, a lot of that is the connection. Ryan just doesn't feel he can throw those kind of balls, but to not have him on the field for that. That kind of play is, is just totally nuts and a bad coaching move as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so uh, keep going. Uh, Cooper Cup at 9, Brandon Cooks at 10, Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry at 12, Emmanuel Sanders at 13. Big opportunities there this week, I think. Uh, Manny, Manny Sanders has been very consistent this year I, I, from a fantasy standpoint, and now he's effectively the lead dog. Now people will obviously say, yeah, but Case Keenum is his quarterback. I, I get it, but... In a game like this where Houston may be trying to effectively throw the ball down the field with all those injuries to the defensive backfield in Denver, that might actually be the kind of game, Jim, where we wouldn't necessarily jump at that being uh, an over, but the total right now is 46. You and I are talking about Atlanta and Washington because of some of the injuries in Atlanta having to stay in track meets. Could be the same thing here for Denver having to keep up with Houston with all those injuries to the defensive backfield. It's a, it's really not a place where you want injuries when you're going up against DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, and now Demarius Thomas as well. It, That's right. And you know what should be a game where he wants to prove them wrong. So, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure in Denver. Uh, you know, it's not like Demarius Thomas is used to playing there, so that won't affect him. But it might affect Hop playing in that high altitude. Yeah, well, that's a good point. We'll come back. We'll finish up wide receivers and move over to tight ends on FST. Game day dish. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Rocking out on a Sunday morning, a little Pearl Jam on FSC Game Day Edition. And we're halfway through the NFL season. The NFL Optimizer has already produced millions of winnings for the Daily Roto subscribers, including multiple winners in the hundreds of thousands and a $1 million winner. The NBA is in full swing, and the DailyRoto.com NBA Lineup Optimizer is now available. And subscribers are crushing on a nightly basis there. So if you're hooked, you can now buy the dailyroto.com elite package. It gives you access to year-round 
um, successful tools and projections that DailyRoto.com subscribers have been using to print money in NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. So when you sign up for that elite package, you'll get the new NFL betting tools that they've rolled out, including against the spread, money line, game totals, and player props. I was playing around on that a little bit yesterday. Pretty cool stuff. So head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the elite package has to offer. If you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, you're going to love it. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. So... Uh, we'll keep going with wide receivers. We talked a little bit about Manny Sanders there. Uh, Julian Edelman comes in at number 14 for Scott. Juju Smith-Schuster coming off a bad game, goes up now against Baltimore. He's still at number 15. It's about it's right around where Juju's been for most of the year. Josh Gordon, 16. Keenan Allen, 17. Kenny Galladay, 18. I, I like Galladay in DFS lineups today. Uh, I just do. I-, I-, I was lucky enough to have Marvin Jones in one league last week when he exploded, but... I just I kind of like Kenny Galladay today. Minnesota is getting a couple of guys back. Let me get that update. Minnesota yeah, still missing Anthony Barr. Go ahead, Scott. While yeah, I'm and uh, you know the Daily Roto is right with you. You know they talk about how you know the uh, the Vikings' pass defense is underperforming as expectations in terms of terms of pass defense DVOA. Yeah. So just on that Lions Vikings plus game, Xavier Rhodes isn't at a hundred percent. That's yeah, what I was does just Does anybody about to realize say. that Minnesota? You know, has the 16th ranked pass defense right now. Yeah, and they're very yep. injured yep. right now. Yep. We're talking about Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs probably being out. Riley Reif, their left, their starting tackle. Xavier Rhodes, Anderson Deho are all questionable. Anthony Barr is out. So they continue to be very banged up on defense, to your point about Xavier Rhodes. Um, I just think Galladay, I mean, they, they lose Tate, right? So I, I think it's indicative, Jim, of them st- just like the Broncos stating that Sutton's ready to be the guy, we've already seen it from Kenny Galladay, but I think the Lions stated that Galladay's ready to be the guy. Correct, Jim? Oh, absolutely. You know, the thing to me was it looked more like they were fading Marvin Jones uh, to start Same. the season, and I, I I fully expected him to be the one that was traded. Uh, I was a little taken aback by them traded gate date, but, you know, they, didn't, they weren't going to re-sign him at least – so far uh, next year, at least that was the talk. So, I, I mean, I see it from that point. But they had been fading Jones all se- all early season. It will be interesting to see his play come back. I actually like him today. I, I'm not against Galladay at all. I think both of these guys have a chance to, to put up some fantasy points. You know, it really comes down to whether we see Stafford throw, you know, 22, 23 times or if we see him throw 40 times again. And Scott, you have them right next to one another, Gall- yeah. Galladay, Marvin Jones. So you yeah, expect to play, play Galladay at the end of the day. You'd be like, Galladay, celebrate. Come on. That's a Dane Martinez. Oh, I get enough of that Monday through Friday. You don't have to keep doing that. You you don't fully credit Dane Martinez. You know, we came up (laughs) with that together. Okay, it's your show. It's a a Roto Experts in the Morning creation, original. As the managing director of Roto. Yeah, but I hear it Monday through Friday from the guys on the frenzy. Believe me. Everybody's doing it now. It's just sweeping the nation. So Deshaun we Jackson. started it, though. Deshaun Jackson. All right. You've got an appropriate credit. Deshaun Jackson comes in <laughs> I, at number 20. I would 20. shoot you both. <laughs> um, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett at 21. Tell me that. What's up there, Scotty? Does anybody realize I probably don't right realize. now yeah. that, that Tyler Lockett has six touchdown receptions in seven games? People talk about how the Seahawks are have the fifth-ranked rush offense and they throw fifty. They, they throw it only forty-eight percent of the time. 
but the efficiency is incredible right now. Tyler Lockett, you know, his upside was capped by injuries going into this year. He said he's finally healthy, and you're seeing it. Russell Act, Russell Wilson right now, with the way the team is running, his, running the ball, he is a play-action and deep-throwing master, and he is constantly finding Lockett open downfield. However, we would concede that he is a completely touchdown-dependent player. Yes? Yeah, but look. look oh, yes. You, you may look back to two years ago and say, say you know, it's like an, it's like an Allen Hearns-type thing. But, you know, especially with six teams on a bye, ride it while you can. Because Russell Wilson, incredible efficiency. 43 attempts the last three games and three touchdown passes in yeah. every one in of the games. Jim, what Jim, a Chris decision maker he Jim is. Jim Scott's predicting touchdowns again. Look, it's hard to blame him. Wait, six why did I go know, wrong six with out of seven games. touchdowns. I'm just, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, in general. <laughs> Six out of seven games, he scored a touchdown. I would love to see him get a few more receptions. Yeah. You know, four oh, games, man. we've seen three or less receptions. I'd love yeah. to see a few more. Yeah, he's only uh, gone but, over, you know, over 80 yards in one game. Yeah. Right, but he has been a strong wide receiver, too, all season. Hasn't gone under double digits in any single week. Uh, you know, you, you got to expect at some point the touchdowns to regress because it's very hard to score every week in this league. Otherwise, we'd see guys with 14, 15, 16 touchdowns every season. We just don't. Uh, the fact that he has six in the first seven games kind of makes me a little leery for him going forward to have some touch, tough matchups ahead. But right now, I, I mean, Russell just keeps finding him in the end zone. You so, got to ride him while He's Let hot, me wrap up, especially this week. Let me wrap up the last few wide receivers and some of the names that we've been talking about: Cortland Sutton, Devontae Parker. Honestly, I don't even know what to think about that yeah. guy. I, I really don't. Like, of course, he goes six for one thirty-four when he's on the trading block, and then they don't trade him. So your guess is as good as mine. At Devontae Parker, Devin Funches comes in at twenty-four. The last name I want to mention here, and obviously you can go to RotoExperts.com to see all of Scott's rankings, but we have to move over to tight ends here in the next minute is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You talked about, jokingly, earlier about somebody being Wally Pipped. Do you think Geronimo Allison has been moved out of that top three wide receivers and Valdez-Scantling in? For now, it's because of health, because when he came back last week, he wasn't fully healthy. They like Valdez-Scantling. You know, he's obviously he's moved into the starting lineup and is that number two wide receiver right now. And then you're talking about a high-scoring game today, so... Valdez Scantling was a guy that people forgot about and cut him. You know, I picked him up in like five leagues this past week and kept him in like another three. Oh, like so, you always say to me, it's all about you, right? Uh, Come on, fair. Fair. Fair, fair shot. Fair, fair shot. You can just move, keep moving on. And fair fair shot Stanley from point. Jim, but maybe I'll answer this like Jim would. Yeah, no, I like him. You know, Jim always says that. Yeah, no. And I'm going like, is it yes or is it no, Jim? Which one is it? But uh, real quick on Devontae Parker, yes. it's kind of similar to Tyler Lockett, although we can be very skeptical about Devontae Parker. He said he's finally feeling healthy, but that's just for this week. But I do like him against that Jets secondary. Finally? Finally since he was drafted? <laughs> it's years. You know what it is, though? I was reading an article in the Sun Sentinel, though. They were saying that what they used to do with Parker, and they think they made a mistake with it, was like just playing him on the outside. Now they're going to try to move him around the formations a little bit more, and they think that's working better. All right. I, I, again, I, I think I go back to my original point. Where like, I don't know what to do with the guy. Super talented. Yeah. Rarely on the field. Team is probably heading south for the rest of the year. He's playing with Brock Osweiler, so a lot of mitigating factors in there. 
great, and he went six for 134. Who played him? Honestly, so few people were bold enough to play him that it's it's one of those if a tree falls in the woods, can anybody hear it situation. So Travis Kelsey comes in as the number one kid. Uh, yeah. If nobody's in the woods, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around, did I not say the saying properly? That's what it is. So, uh, anyway. Uh, I missed that part, yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey comes in as the number one tight end uh, significantly. Very expensive in DFS, but for cash game lineups, he's somebody you're going to have to look at for at least a percentage of those lineups. Travis Kelsey at number one. George Kittle at number two. Nice job there, Scotty. Uh, as Jim, as Jim is, um, chatted me during the show, funny anecdote on the Kittle 70 yard catch and run he said he got turned around and he just sort of closed his eyes ball hit him in the hand and he caught it and he just started running and he said he was 50 yards down the field and he couldn't believe he was still upright and running so he saw that sounds he saw the defensive back in the big screen it's amazing how so many players track themselves on the on the yeah, jumbo they always, they always look up at the yeah. board after a play, but <laughs> it's you know, a weird he said, thing. He said, "I just, just like, I, I just stuck post, out my right? hand in court and started running." It sounds like Forrest Gump. So you know, uh, I was running. So he he scores. He ends up getting tackled there, but then scores a couple of plays later. So Kittle ends up having a huge game, four for one hundred two and a touchdown. Uh, Gronk, we already talked about. He's at number three. Jared Cook, uh, number four. Greg Olson, five. Ninjoku at six. And Joke Olsen and Njoku, let me get my list here. Uh Olsen, Burton, and Njoku are very popular kind of mid-range DFS plays. And Scott has Olsen at five and Joku at six. Burton down at nine. You have OJ Howard and Jimmy Graham there in the middle. Kyle Rudolph at ten. I'm pivoting a lot to Rudolph and DFS lineups this week, Jim, just because I feel like there's opportunity there. I think they'll put up some points, and I, I just feel comfortable with his value. Some of these other guys, as we say every week, this position at, at large is very touchdown dependent, but Rudolph is a guy with digs out that can provide a floor for you even if he doesn't score a touchdown that isn't terrible. Make sense? It, it does make sense and makes all the sense in the world, but they just haven't been using them enough yeah, to, to really count on. Uh, and that, that scares me. I, I know Diggs is out and, uh, you know, should see more play in this one. You know, he had seven targets last week, but still only ended up with four catches for 39 yards. Uh, not going to get it done for you unless you're in PPR bonus scoring yeah. uh, for tight ends. I mean, but, he's got uh, six you know, games where he's got at least players. four catches out of his eight games played. So I, I know that isn't, anything to boast about but if you look at some of the other guys like an Njoku or somebody like that you get a lot of two for 19s in there as you start to go down through it so he's you know I own him in one of like probably my most important league though he's been disappointing he's not getting the end zone enough the yardage is not there yeah but why would you expect him to be the touchdown guy with his two wide receivers there I'm just just saying how many touchdowns does Kyle Rudolph have right now yeah I can't imagine two. it's more than two. Yeah, two. I, I think I would expect him. He hasn't had one in three, three or four. Now, not expecting him to out, outproduce Thielen and Diggs, but when they, you know, when you get within next to the green zone, like the ten yard line, it, Rudolph has always been it. that been that kind of guy. And I understand that. You know, we're assuming here that he gets an uptick. I think, I, I think, uh, you know, I worry about him playing a more prominent role in that offense. Uh, you know, can he handle it? But Cousins has to go to somebody. They do like Treadwell, though. He does seem to take to Treadwell, though. For a year. And, uh, you know, I can't... What, what was what's the guy, the former Falcon? Uh, Aldrich Robinson. 
Yes. You know, Aldrich Robinson is a guy that he threw a touchdown to. He has he history with Aldrich Ald- Robinson. Two touchdown having, game. Having yeah. played with him in Washington, <laughs> Aldrich Robinson could be an interesting DFS punt. Daily Roto leaves no stone unturned. They are both mentioned, Treadwell and Robinson. Treadwell yeah. expected to see you a higher start, you start again market a share. Named Aldrich because it's cool, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that is a punt, but, you know. These punt guys can win you a million bucks, or you know, I, I we always say the millionaire. We always mention the millions. Like, yeah, that's available, but it's not the only tournament available. You no, can throw a buck. There's just one contest I yeah. love on DraftKings. Like, not enough people. I always say to, hey, do you play the multipliers? I love the multipliers. What are you talking about? I said, there's twenty. You put in twenty seven dollars, mm-hmm. and the top one hundred win a thousand. Pretty cool. Yeah. People don't know enough about the multipliers. I love How many those. people are in that tournament? Any idea? I mean, many it, thousands. It's more, sure, more closed off than tournaments. I forget the exact number. And then there's, you put in four bucks and like the top 100, I think like win like a hundred dollars. It's, like, yeah. it's like, I first realized that when I was playing fantasy NASCAR, you know, and then the multipliers were really helping me cash out. And then like I started doing it for football and everything. Yeah, else. And I, I think that's on me. And, the I industry, think multipliers are the not industry that well at large is people hit tournaments. You know, when you go on DraftKings and you're left that left rail, people hit tournaments yeah. and the cash games. They'll they'll gloss over what where it says multipliers. I agree, and and what I like to do too. There's different ways to sort through this, Jim, and you probably know this too. Like type single into the search bar on FanDuel. Hey, go to NFL and type single into the search bar on DK and on FanDuel, and you'll find single-entry tournaments. And you can find a $1, $2, $5. So you're competing potentially against pros, but they got one shot, you got one shot. I prefer those. And I like that so much more. Yeah, I'm yeah. R- right there with you. I, I, you know, I hate going into tournaments where guys are putting in 200, 250 lineups That's right. where I'm putting in 10. The odds just aren't in my favor at that point. No matter how good I think my lineup is, the odds aren't there. I love single-entry leagues. And, you know, Scott, I'll ask you, do you go into these multipliers with the same thought process that you would – a large GPP is that are you looking for those outliers to go with a little value or are you building it more like a cash game? I, I don't even play cash games to me. Cash games, not enough upside to have fun. So I take that same mentality because to me, the multiplier is almost like a mini GPP in itself. Yeah, I get it. I, yeah. I, I, so you I treat it, that. you build your lineup like it's a GPP. Yeah. You know, I, 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 okay, I have, that's a, I have my own pivots question. that I'll put into yeah. the op- optimizer. Yeah, in fact, Mike Leone yeah, is one of our for me. Mike Leone is <laughs> one of our experts at Daily Roto Gym too. He, he he's basically said oh, I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he basically said he he spends a, a great deal of his time really on tournaments. He's faded playing cash games almost entirely because of two reasons. One. The ROI is greater for him when he's building good lineups. He's going to win uh, a greater multiple of money, A. And B, he feels like maybe their edge in cash games is still good against the standard player, but a lot of of the DFS industry comes together on cash. Do you know what I mean? There isn't a lot of variance on the cash games. So you're you're playing in cash games where... A lot of guys have the same lineup, so your edge maybe isn't as great as it used to be. So uh, everybody agrees on the chalk. Everybody agrees on the pivot. So cash games get a little bit harder to extract money out of. That's why when I'm playing in 
cash games. I'm doing 50-50s with 100 people. So uh, I have uh, 50 shots to get in there and the money. So just a little bit of strategy on my part. I don't play a ton. I just play a few lineups every week uh, to keep in the mix and, and to have fun with it. So anyway, um, that's my little diatribe on DFS. Real quick on tight ends to wrap it up. Kyle Rudolph at 10, Austin Hooper at 11, Vance McDonald at 12. A guy that Chris uh, Scott mentioned, Chris Herndon at number 13, Hayden Hurst, Jordan Reed at 15. Now, Daily Roto really likes Jordan Reed as a pivot off of Kelsey because of all those injuries that we've been talking about in Washington at the tight end position. What are your thoughts on Jordan Reed today, Jim? It's so hard to trust at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, Alex Smith, we all expected Alex Smith to, to, you know, really go to him a lot, and we just haven't seen that at all. Uh, you know, coming off a, a decent game last week, but in a game that should have been a good matchup for him, seven catches for 38 yards. He, he was targeted 12 times. It, man, it's so hard to trust him. It should be a great matchup for him today. I, I see where – Daily Road is coming from, but he's very hard to trust. He's flamed out in good matchups before this season. Jordan Reed has stayed healthy, but his numbers have been hurting. All right. There you go. Not a lot of Jordan Reed love from this crew. Daily Road will be disappointed, but we'll talk to Ricky Sanders in a half an hour. Maybe he'll differ. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Okay, we're back on FST. Coming up in 20 minutes, it'll be Lineup Lock Live. Myself, Scott Engel, stick here with me. Corey Parson will come in. Sam Garns will be with us. He's already sitting in studio, vigorously taking notes. As the professional that he is, uh, he will be... Uh, providing some insight for us. So uh, we had a good time last week, and we'll be doing that again. Uh, and Jim, uh, so the rest of the day, Scott Engel is like on a marathon today. Speaking of which, the New York City Marathon is ongoing right now. Our very own Chrissy Bones, Chris Bones Cannon, Chrissy Bones as we like to call him, is running the marathon right now. I don't, I don't know when the start times are or anything, but the New York City Marathon is going on now. I took the train in with a bunch of runners getting started in Staten Island all the way through, all the way throughout the city uh, finishes in central park, obviously. So, um, I was so mad. What, what's that? Why is that Jim? Uh, uh, cause I was planning on running the marathon today. Oh, yeah. I had to today work. Was, yeah, that's right. You, you were, yeah, that's right. You trained for months and months in order to get that thing done. Months and months. And just, you gotta, I mean, sometimes you just gotta get on a microphone and talk about fantasy football instead of yeah. running 26 miles. And, uh, you know, that's the sacrifices we make, Jim. So uh, good luck to Chris Bones. I uh, hope he's out there crushing it. And he certainly raised a lot of money. He and the entire team raised uh, $300,000 in support of cystic fibrosis and its causes. So 
that's a cause that I've supported for 25 years. I know a lot about it. Uh, there have uh, Lou, been Lou, Lou Mayone very involved in that. Lou Mayone, uh, our head honcho here yeah. at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network at Sports Grid, which is the parent company, uh, very involved in that cause as well. Uh, I would say in general, I know a lot about that cause. I've been supporting it for 25 years. People that suffer from cystic fibrosis have seen their life expectancy double in those 25 years. It was, uh, it's still a disease that causes people to pass away at a very young age, but it's been made incredible strides, and I've seen it happen firsthand. So I can appreciate that cause, and I'm glad he's doing it. So we're always up for supporting charitable causes here. I'm glad Chris Bones is doing it by running today. So uh, here we go. We're down to our, our final segment here today, gentlemen. We, we had a nice little discussion today of a variety of topics, trade deadlines, injuries. In fact, I'm going to check our uh, breaking news chat. Chef, Adam Schefter is reporting there is serious concern about Gronk and Sony Michelle going tonight. I didn't think they were going to even think about Sony Michelle, but I, I thought they were considering it, but again, then again, you never know. Uh, you know, with that right. questionable tab with the knee, inside injuries was saying, you know, when he went down in two to four weeks, optimal recovery time. So I guess we'll see Cordell Patterson uh, more running back, but uh, I've already went in, uh, one of my lineups put Mike Davis in for Sony Michelle. So it's good that we're hearing about this just before 10 a.m. So you don't have to wait for tonight. Uh, you know, people already asking me on Twitter and the Roto Experts Slack chat, you know, what should I do about Chris Carson? Should I play LaShawn McCoy instead? Things like that. My, my motto is, when in doubt, just always go with the healthy player. Even if it's a lesser player, just give yourself the peace of mind. and don't. Fantasy football owners have enough anxiety as it is. If you have a healthy alternative, just Especially use Especially you. You seem like an anxious guy. Well. But the one thing I'm going to throw in here into the mix (laughs) is that we just don't know when these reports are coming from Bill Belichick. We just don't know. Um, you know, we don't know if he's playing. You really think he tells he tells Schefter anything? If he tells Michael Lombardi, Green Bay. If Michael Lombardi says Bay. anything, if Michael Lombardi says anything, he's not playing. That's it. what I'm saying. He's not telling anybody is what I'm saying. Whatever he puts out there is total BS. You never know until we get to game time. And There's by the been way, plenty of times where you know they've said a player is going to play, and then they're late inactive with New England. So you uh, just got to be careful. On that point, sense. by the way, I was doing a little digging, a little reading last night. The the report about Josh Gordon showing up late to work and him not starting the game originally, and then Belichick put him out there for a certain number of snaps. It's and Josh Gordon being coy about it. Did you read that whole thing? There's there's a there's a report that Josh Gordon showed up late for work, and that he was going to be disciplined, but then he wasn't. And then he said afterwards, when asked, that he just kind of avoided the question. He said, they've been very supportive here. I can appreciate them saying it. Belichick denies it, and it was one of these webs that we weave on the internet of rumors and innuendo and refuting the point and Belichick saying, ah, it's not true. And then in the end, I sort of believe it's true. I don't know that it matters. I think Josh Gordon is from a fantasy standpoint. I think he's just going to have, he's going to be a nice, easy four to six catch, 40 to 65 yard. Sometimes a hundred. Uh, and, and, and he'll have a game or two yeah, where he four explodes. Four for 100. What was it like two weeks ago? That's right. Yeah. And he'll have a game or two like that for the rest of the year. So I think he's going to help more during bye weeks, Jim, but he can't be an automatic starter free every week. Is that fair? 
Actually, I, I don't think it is. Um, Unfortunately, I, I, I too agree that he was he was late to meetings, and, and I hate to see that because we know Belichick won't put up with that. And if he starts being stupid again, Belichick will just say, okay, screw it, put him on the bench, you know, whatever. But I think it really comes – he comes into play with Gronk being not 100%. I think that's fair. And yes. I think if Gronk – Gronk is out. I think Gordon is definitely in line for a bigger play. You look, this guy, when he's on the field, he's a monster at wide receiver. He, he's just really good at it. It's just off the field and in the head that we have to worry about him for. Once he steps on that field, he's a great player, and I can't see them not using him more and more as the season goes on. If he's active, he's a every week fantasy wide receiver three because – uh, he, he, he's playing a certain role now in the New England offense. In Cleveland, he was the guy. But now he's the deep threat and the red zone target. You know, let, let Edelman move the chains. Let White catch out of the backfield. He's playing a role. It's an important role, but it's a, a needed dimension that New England, New England needed in that passing game. That's why they acquired him to be that downfield threat. Sometimes the alternative red zone fade guy to Gronk. And, you know, that's what makes him he, – he's no longer going to be a fantasy wide receiver one. That's sailed. You know, it's he's a fantasy wide receiver three because he plays a very important yet niche role in that offense. With Gronk out, Edelman stay, lines up to be a monster too. Just an absolute monster of targets. It's not that he's not a wide receiver one every week anyway, but he could be a monster with Gronk out. So a couple of things uh, beyond that. I know it's not relevant for this week, but Jim dropped a note in here. Bengals star A.J. Green slated to visit – Foot specialist Dr. Robert Anderson in Green Bay during the bye. Sources say as his toe swelled up, he could miss week 10. That is brutal This for is me. why you pay attention to inside injuries when they're on this network and when they're on Roto Experts. They were the first to say that this could be something serious, and if it is, we could be looking at a four-week timetable. That's brutal. And that will really hurt me in a league that you and I are in, the GST league. That would really hurt because... My wide receivers have been awesome there, but he has been the rock of that wide receiving core. So, um, Jim, you had a question for Scott about the uh, Seattle tight end scenario between Dixon and Bennett. Yeah, you know, look, Dixon came back last week. You know, only had two catches, but 52 yards, got in the end zone. Uh, you know, I, I liked him as a deep play last week and it worked out for me but daily roto this week has nick vanette as one of their value plays and you know like we we all acknowledge scott is really into seattle and knows a lot about him so i, I really wanted to get his take on on the two of them and why would daily roto be so high on vanette this week i i, I just disagree with them on, on uh, nick vanette having a role in that offense uh, okay, cool. <laughs> it re- really, when, when Dixon was out, he had an opportunity. He didn't take advantage of it at all. Uh, you know, Dixon is a guy, look, we saw with Will Disley earlier this year. Russell Wilson, in key situations, the best quarterbacks spread the ball around effectively. And, you know, there are plays in the playbook that are diagram Fred Dixon. That's why they acquired him. And when he's open, Russell Wilson is going to hit him. He, to me... He's a, he's a quality tight end, too, that you could use for a bye week. There you go. Cool. That's your answer. Thank you. <laughs> I, I You're couldn't welcome. see it either. I, 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 I couldn't put it together one way or the other. Why, Vinette, why Vinette will, way, will so. score once every seven weeks or so. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Survivor yeah. picks this week. I picked the Bears. Scotty, you like the Cowboys, right? Yeah, the Cowboys are my survivor pick this week. You know, they play really well at home. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones is be like, be like, God damn it, get the ball to Mari. You know, and they're going to have more, uh, 
They're going to have more uh, offensive balance this week. Uh, their defense is fourth ranked against the pass. Underrated. Tennessee defense is going to spend too much time on the field. I believe the Cowboys roll this week. Tennessee's getting a bunch of points in that game. Uh, and I'll take those points. Jim, I think it's a five right now. So I'm, let me look it up again. I'll see where it's, uh, it's moved I, I got six and a half just before the show started. Oh, man, it moved. Carolina uh, so giving lo- six and a half. Yeah, I'm looking at. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. I was talking about. What did you say? Carolina? Oh, no, no, no. I meant. I thought t- you said Tampa Bay, Carolina. Uh, if I did, it was a, I misspoke. I meant Tennessee, Dallas. I uh, Tennessee's getting a few points there. That's four points that they're getting on the road. I think coming off a of bye week, I think they bounce back. I actually disagree with Scott. I think Tennessee could get the win here, but I will still take those four points. I, I feel more comfortable about that. Who is your survivor pick, Jim? Well, actually, and, and again, with Tennessee, I'm seeing five now. See, and, and this is something, I, I, you know, we can't talk about enough. People don't realize. Don't get – if you're going to bet these games, you want to bet the spreads, don't get locked into any one site to make your bets. Look at all the different sites because you will see discrepancies from one site to another. Pick the team you want, what side you want, and then find the site that gives you the best you know, number there that you can take and bet with them. Don't bet with the same place every time for every game. It just doesn't make sense. If you want to bet, bet smart. And to bet smart, you have to shop that bet around. Good stuff, Jim. So who's your survivor pick? My survivor pick of this week is going to be Atlanta. I think they go into Washington and beat Washington. Uh, like I said, the, the Washington defense has been trending downward. You know, Atlanta's defense has been terrible all year just because of the injuries. But I expect Atlanta to come out and put this ball in the air a lot today. I don't think Washington's going to be able to keep up. I'm taking Atlanta for the upset in Washington. I'll stick with you. How about a, how about a DFS lineup? You want to run through anything? Sure, I got a DraftKings lineup. Uh, again, this is a cash game. I still haven't gotten to the full tournaments yet. I'm getting there, Scotty. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> but I got Goff at six thousand. I got Peterson at six thousand. I got Philip Lindsay at fifty five hundred. I got Robert Woods at seven thousand. I got Mike Thomas at seventy six hundred. I got Deshaun Jackson at five thousand. Uh, I got OJ Howard at. 4,300. I have Devin Funches at 5,600 and the Denver defense at 2,300. Denver defense. It's an interesting call. I mean, Daily Roto really likes them. I well, think they like that. Their, yeah, their that fourth, was a Daily Roto call. Their fourth ranked <laughs> defense. And again, I'll remind people again if you're a Daily Roto subscriber, I, I don't only use it for, for daily, I use it for seasonal, especially for defenses. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I can extract when I have some 50-50 calls, I'll go to their lineup optimizer to see who they like a little bit better. It can sometimes push me one way or the other on some of my lineup calls and some of your lineup calls as well. It's a very good uh, tool to use. You can, uh, while the primary reasoning is for daily fantasy, you can obviously use some of the numbers, expect the expectations to make a final decision on some of the lineups. So uh, let me go to my lineup right here on FanDuel, Jim. If you have any nuggets that you want to drop while I search my phone for my lineup, that would be great. Well, it's just DK values. I'll I'll go over that real quick while you do it. Uh, Quarterback, you know, DraftKings values for me this week. Of course, Newton is big. Uh, Goff is big. 
Fitzpatrick, uh, Scott doesn't really like him this week. I, I do. Look, every week except the week four game against Chicago, whoever's been a quarterback for Tampa Bay has been a top five quarterback every single week. Fitzpatrick last week in less than a half was a top ten quarterback. Uh, he's going to throw the ball a ton again. Same reasons. No defense, bad running backs. He's going to throw the ball a ton. He's got great weapons all around him. Uh, I, I think Scott has him a little low. I, I like him a lot higher yeah, but than Scotty does this week. You're talking about him. From, I'm talking about him from a seasonal perspective. Uh, you know, with with Daly, you're talking about more risk, and I think it's a nice contrarian sort of pivot in Daly. Now, in seasonal, I have less trust for him. You know, it's it's not like the Carolina Panthers' defense has been lights out, but at the same time, the danger with Ryan Fitzpatrick and why he's bounced around the league is you will give all these great reasons why you like him, and then he will throw for one touchdown and three interceptions. It could very well happen. Uh, it's possible. I mean, he's absolutely. A, it's a pass-heavy offense. You're getting pretty good value on it, so I understand it. Here's where I went, uh, Jim, and you're going to find uh, I'm stacked up on a few games here. So I'm going Cam Newton at QB. It's a cash lineup, just a 50-50 lineup on FanDuel. Uh, Kareem Hunt and Chris McCaffrey are my two running backs there. I'm going DJ Moore to pair him up with Cam Newton. I'll take Tyreek Hill uh, up against the Browns defense. Cortland Sutton will be a value wide receiver. I'm going Kyle Rudolph at tight end and Latavius Murray in the flex. I went Chiefs defense here. I feel like we didn't even talk about the coaching change. Yeah, they, they are second ranked uh, by Daily Roto this week. Yeah. So I think like, a D Ford back. Because here, here's the reality for that team. I think the Chiefs are going to put up a whole bunch of points today and Baker's going to have to throw his way back into it, Jim, and that's where it could get problematic. I think him putting the ball up in the air 50 times conceivably would be obviously opportunities for the Chiefs to pick him off and, and turn something back into a pick six, something along those lines. Sort of what happened to Andy Dalton. That's why that game got away from me. They had to start throwing the ball, and then it all fell apart for the Bengals. And I think that could happen to the Browns today. So that's why I like that. Obviously, I'm stacked up basically on those three games, but you know I like the lineup. Uh, better in reviewing it than I did when I first hit submit entry. So I don't know uh, thoughts there. Any of those guys that I'm using, obviously I need a little bit of help out of some value guys like Sutton and Moore and Murray. Okay, well, I'll jump in on Sutton. I mean, he should see plenty of targets. There's no doubt about it. He's been that, you know, big play guy. He's shown some flash, and I like him this week. Uh, but I, I'll be honest, going forward, I'm not going to be at the least bit surprised if Deshaun Hamilton is the guy who picks up more work going forward than Sutton does. I th- just think he's a more well-rounded wide receiver. But to your thing, I love Kansas City defense this week uh, for the reasons you mentioned and the fact that they've been playing much better over the last five weeks. Totally agree. So we're gonna. I'm going to come back after the break. I'll be with Scott Corey and Sam Garns. Jim will take his leave, but he'll be back tonight for Fantasy Football Rewind with Scott Engel. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after the break with Lineup Lock Live.